Good morning, New Life at Calvary. Good morning, New Life at Calvary. It's good to see everybody out today. This is the day the Lord has made. So let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. I'm so happy to see everybody's smiling face. Good morning to everybody online. We are praying for a good day today. We are getting ready to begin our worship service, but before we begin, we are going to start off with just a word of prayer. Lord, we just say thank you for um, bringing us together again today. Thank you, Lord, for another Lord's Day. You are so good to us, and we just say thank you, Lord, for your son, Jesus Christ, that died on the cross for us and just gives us an abundant life here on earth, and after we pass away, God, we are just thankful, God, for just bringing us, waking us up today, because some people did not wake up today, God. And we thank you for our life. We thank you for the plan you have for our life, Lord. And we are just thankful. We wake up with thanksgiving. This is into his courts with thanksgiving and praise. So we're just thankful every day, Lord. We find something to be thankful for, God. We are thankful. We ask you, God, to come on in to our worship service today online and in our um, service today at church. God, we're asking for your Holy Spirit. We're asking for you to just anoint our service, anoint our worship, God, as we give you the praises, Lord. Enter our praises, Lord. We ask you to anoint our pastor, Lord, as she preaches today, the third Sunday of Advent, God. Thank you for the Advent season. Thank you for just looking forward to Christmas Day, God. Somebody needs some hope today, Lord. Somebody needs some peace today, God. Somebody needs some joy today, Lord. And we're asking you to fill us and come on in, Holy Spirit, come on in. We thank you so much, Lord, for what you are going to do. We are expecting of you, God. We have great expectations because you never let us down, God. Somebody needs to hear a word today. Somebody needs some encouragement today, God. So we ask you to be those hands and those feet as we serve you today, Lord. We are just so thankful. Our thankfulness goes out. You love us, and we can love somebody else, Lord. So we just say thank you for filling us up as the week has sometimes taken us out this week, Lord. Fill us up with the Spirit, Lord. Fill us up with the worship. Fill us up with the Word, God. Fill us up with just our church family, Lord. Get, let somebody get a hug today, Lord, that needs to be hugged, or a handshake, or just listen to God. We just thank you for what you're doing in our worship service today, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we ask you to bless us today, God. Bless us today, Lord. We need your blessings today, Lord. So we ask you to bless us in your worship service, God. We are praying for those that need to be on online, God, that need to hear the body of Christ, that need to be a part of New Life in Calvary. Bring them to today, Lord. Bring them on in right now in Jesus' name, God. Remove distractions, Lord. Call your church in. Call your body in. We are missing body parts. Hallelujah. We need our body, Lord. So we ask you to make us strong today. God, we just thank you that you are giving those traveling mercies that are still on their way, God. And all these things we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So welcome, welcome, everybody. We are so glad to have everybody out in church and online. We are so glad to see you. Visitors, if you're passing through, we do have a guest card in the back, and you can fill it out, and we'd love to contact you. So our visitors, we ask you to fill out our guest card. If you're watching online, if you download our app, New Life at Calvary app, we have a guest card there and a prayer card. If you're online, you want to check your attendance, go ahead and give us a like. 
make a comment saying good morning. We got people online that's saying good morning to you right now. And give us a share so somebody else can hear worship today. Is somebody ready to give God some praise today? Hallelujah. So we ask you, rise to your feet if you're able. As we begin to sing our first song, Oh, come, all ye faithful.
church. Hello, good morning. Can you hear me? And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowly list of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me and holy is his name. Today we remember Mary, innocent and powerful, sacred and scared, worried, and waiting as Savior of all grows in her womb. She sighs boldly when she might be meek. She bears her role in history with confidence of a warrior. She is the beginning of the mighty revolution as the proud are brought down and the lowly are lifted.
step out in faith and just let God do the same. On this third Sunday of Advent, we light these candles as a symbol of Mary, Mother of God, bearer of the way. Sunday. We're going to we're going to prepare our hearts and join our hearts for prayer. This is a joyful Sunday. This is the third day, third Sunday in Advent and it is called the joyful Sunday. So we say hallelujah, hallelujah because this is the joyful time. So let us pray. Gracious and holy God, our Lord and Savior, we come boldly to the throne of grace this morning with thanksgiving and praise. And on this third Sunday in Advent, on this joyful Sunday, we say thank you, Lord, for the joy of our salvation. Thank you for the joy of our salvation in Christ. Lord, as we prepare our hearts and during this season of Advent, we pray that you would draw us near to you so that we may experience the fullness of your presence and joy. As we draw near to you, help us to remember also and be thankful of the story of our Savior's birth in order for it to penetrate our hearts and minds so that we can worship you truly in spirit and truth and be joyful for the coming of our Savior. Lord, we thank you for this wonderful love. Merciful God, we confess Although you give us this love and you shower us with your blessings, we confess that we have not always loved you in return with our whole hearts. We have failed to be obedient as individuals, and we have failed to be obedient as a church. And in spite of our disobedience, you still love us. You're still faithful. And we thank you, Lord, for your love and your faithfulness, keeping us through all times of difficulties and challenges when we have lost our faith and our faith just seemed to waver, you still love us. You are still faithful. So today, Lord, we give you thanks and praise as we lift up our needs and our concerns before you and pray that you meet us all at our point of need. We pray also for continued strength and a deeper faith. Lord, we bring all of our sick and shut-ins before you this morning. And we pray your healing touch in their bodies and, and their comfort, Lord. 
We pray for your continued covering for their physical and, your, and their spiritual needs. And we say thank you, Lord. Lord, in the day, we lift up all the ones who mourn and grieve. Lord, we know that you are close to the brokenhearted and the crushed in spirit. So this morning, Lord, we are particularly crushed in spirit, and we mourn for the loss of our dear covenant partner, our longtime covenant partner, Mrs. Huffman. We say thank you, Lord, for her life, Lord. We thank you for the time and the fellowship that members of this congregation had an opportunity to go spin and laugh and, and, and remember and just pray with her, Lord. We just give you thanks for her life, Lord. Lord, but we know this morning she has seen you face to face, so we give you praise and we give you thanks, Lord, for the, the blessings of eternal life. Lord, we lift up all this, the people this season that experienced moments of depression and depths of depression, and we pray for them, Lord, and we ask for comfort. Lord, we know that you alone is their refuge and their strength. You are the peace giver. You are the strength giver. So we give you thanks, Lord. Lord, we lift up our world to you today, Lord, and we pray for the, your presence to surround all your people. Keep them safe from any hurt, harm, and danger. We lift up our leaders, Lord, and, and all the people who just don't know you as Lord and Savior. Help them to know that you are the Lord and the God of the universe. And we say thank you, Lord. We lift up our cities and the city and this new leaders, and we pray for a spirit of peace and love among them. Help us all to obey your word, Lord. Help us to re remember your, con uh, your, your, uh, your command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Help us to love one another. And Lord, we lift up all the ministries of this church, especially the feeding program, the prison ministry, the African orphanage, because you tell us in your word, feed your hungry, visit the sick, go see the people incarcerated. So we lift these, uh, all ministries to you and help us be faithful uh, stewards of your word. Lord, we also lift up the people of the world who just need to know you as Lord. Lord, help them experience your joy and love. Lord, help your church to shine the light and be the witness you have called us all to be as an individual and as a body of believers. Father, thank you for your continued mercy, mercy that is new every morning and your grace needed every day. So on this third Sunday of Advent, we thank you for this joyful Sunday. We thank you for the spirit of joy because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Lord, we give you thanks today for all your many blessings all your grace and mercy, your continued love for us. And we thank you for all what you have done in our lives as individuals, as families, Lord. And we thank you for what you're doing in the body of this church, Lord. We thank you how you're leading us and you're going to help us be the light and the beacon of hope in, on 79th Street, Lord. We give you thanks for this church and your church worldwide. We say thank you, Lord. And it is in the mighty, mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we pray and we say hallelujah hallelujah amen 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 so at this time we're going to stand and we're going to say our church purpose in response to god's love our purpose is to love others teach the word of god 
and reach the world for Christ. Therefore, as covenant partners, I will invite others to come and join me in worship. I will be a part of a small group Bible fellowship to grow in Christ. I will serve in the ministry with gifts and talents. I will do my part in faithfully the covenant offering to keep the ministry of Jesus Christ alive in the world. I will love all those who enter our doors and accept them in our midst. Amen. Amen. Thank you, lay pastor at Clark Session. Sylvia, that was a wonderful prayer. Amen. Well, we are going to have our scripture. And our scripture comes from the Old Testament today, Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through 6. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises up upon you and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar and your daughters are carried on the hip. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy the wealth on the seas will be brought to you to you the riches of the nations will come herds of camels will cover your land young camels of midian and ephah and all from sheba will come bearing gold and incense and proclaiming the praise of the lord the new testament is matthew chapter 2 verses 11 and 12 on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. The word of God for the people of God Thanks be to God. Amen. Somebody know what time it is? It's offering time. And what do we say, church? Hallelujah. Because we know that we know God has been good to us this week. Amen. Somebody know God been good to them this week. Amen. Somebody been there. God been there when you needed God this week. Praise the Lord. Amen. So we are giving back um, to God in a form of our tithes and our offerings. We give God praise, church, through our tithes and offerings. We give uh, our per capita. Um, our per capita goes to our denomination. Then we have our tithes, which is 10% of our earnings for the week. And then also we have uh, a general uh, offering. So our offering this week on the second Sunday is for the prison ministry. And our prison people in prison do uh, appreciate when we give to them 
it's really hard when you're locked up. Now, a lot of us have not been in jail, but some of us have. Uh, or some of us have been in a hard time when we needed some funding. So we can think about the times that God was there for us this week. Amen, church? Amen. So as our ushers come down, we are going to go to God in prayer. Lord, we just say thank you for the the monies and the gifts that you have given us to uh, this week, Lord. We give you just a portion of what you've given us in thanks um, to you, Lord. We can never outdo your giving. So we just say thank you, Lord. And as we do give today, God, we ask you to um, bless what we are giving so that it goes towards your, your ministry, Lord, so it, your name can go across this earth, Lord. Uh, we're asking you to bless us as we are a blessing to you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. If you're watching online or in church, there are different ways you can give. You can give in service today. You can give on NLAC.TV. That stands for New Life at Calvary. NLAC.TV on our website. You can give by Cash App, which is my way of giving. Dollar sign, the number 2, NLAC. Or you can mail in or drop off your offering here at the church. 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. Again, our address is 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. Come on down. We'd love to see you at church. Amen. So we are getting ready to go to our special music. We're going to have Miss Sharon Thomas come up sing Oh Holy Night. Check one, two. Good morning. I wasn't expecting to do it this soon, but that's okay.
all standing, Sharon. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, Sharon, we got that one right, didn't we? <laughs> you know, Carrie and Sharon and I, we were discussing last Sunday where she should go. And we said, got to be special music, right, Carrie? And see, thank you, Sharon. It was absolutely beautiful. It's a divine and holy night, amen. Hallelujah. It is so nice to see all of you today. How are you all doing? Good. It's good to see everybody. So we are in our sermon series, our Christmas and Advent sermon series, and this is our third sermon of five. So we're going to do a quick review. Y'all know I like quizzing, y'all. So what was number one? You can cheat and look in your bulletin if you need a little help. Need a study guide. <laughs> it's, in the, it's in the back, back in the back. It's a little section. What was that first sermon called? The announcement. And, and what two characters did we learn about that first Sunday? Right. And what were they doing? They were announcing what? The king of kings, right? The birth of a savior. Okay, and then what's sermon two? The calling. Who preached that sermon? Did somebody say Pastor Toby? <laughs> Come on now, y'all. It's been a year. <laughs> Pastor Antonio preached that message, amen. And what who what characters, what Bible characters did we learn about? Elizabeth. What wait, what was Elizabeth's nickname? Beth. <laughs> it was Beth. <laughs> I cracked up laughing when Pastor Antonio said, let's call her Beth. <laughs> and who else is in this story? We have Elizabeth called Beth. Mary. Joseph. What's Elizabeth's husband's name? Zechariah. <laughs> who got the calling first? I'm, I'm, t I'm sorry, between Elizabeth and Zechariah. Zechariah, praise God. <laughs> And so who else was in that story? It was somebody else. The angel. What was the angel's name? Gabriel. Praise God. Good job. Tell your neighbor, good job. You get an A. <laughs> well, maybe an A minus for some of y'all. <laughs> so today we are our sermon title is what? The Journey. So we're going to be talking about the actual path, getting up and going. So before we continue, let's take a moment to pray. Gracious and holy God, we thank you for taking us all on this journey of life with you, Lord Jesus. We pray, Holy Spirit, that as we continue to meditate on your word, Lord, that of all of our hearts and minds will be open to you and to hear exactly what you have for us today, Lord. You have a word for all of us today, Lord, and we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would help us to hear it. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. So last week in our Bible study class, I'm in uh, Sylvia's Wednesday group, and we had started talking about the Christmas story. And some folks in the class, Sylvia started off, but she said, I never get tired of hearing the Christmas story. And many people in the group agreed with her and said, yeah, we I mean, how many Christmases do you think you have experienced in your life? 60? 
16, <laughs> 74 Christmases. 70 Christmases. From the moment you enter this planet, you have experienced a Christmas, right? If you're born, born during our time, right? <laughs> you know, uh, some of you may have word, uh, read the, um, the email already or gotten the uh, message that Cordelia Huffman has gone home to be with the Lord. She passed away about 10 o'clock last night. Her granddaughter called and said they had had tons of family and friends. Even the girl who did her nails stopped by to see Cordelia yesterday. So many people came to the home, and Cordelia was talking and engaged with them. Y'all, she was just bright and lively. Then after everyone left, she was laying in her room, and her granddaughter said it didn't seem like but two minutes went by. She went to go check on her grandmother. Her hands and feet were cold. Her breathing had changed. She started crying. She started crying, and her family encouraged her that it's okay to go. And they had hoped that she would make it to Christmas. <laughs> they were so thankful that she made it through Thanksgiving. But Cordelia had experienced 90-something Christmases in her life. And when all was said and done, she said, I've lived a good life, I fought the good fight, and I finished my race, and now I can go home. And that's what we want to do, right? So sometimes when we're talking about these Christmas stories, we can think it must get a little tiring to hear these stories over and over and over again. Some of us can get a little bored with the story. However, tell your neighbor, however, there is something uniquely exciting about the Bible. Is that if you really engage with the Bible, if you really study the Bible, every time you read it, God will reveal more and more and more to you. And the stories will become alive in ways that you never expected. Every time I read the Bible, I'm like, I didn't see that. I didn't understand it that way. And so even in this story, when I was reading about our characters that we're going to learn about today, I was like, wow, how have I read the Bible all these many years? And I did not see that. Tell your neighbor, get ready to see something new. <laughs> so we've been learning about our characters in the Christmas story and week one, again, we already know we learned about the prophets Isaiah and Micah. Week two, we learned about Elizabeth, Zechariah, Mary, Joseph, and the angel Gabriel. And this week, we're going to learn about the wise men and King Herod. Say the wise men. Say King Herod. What's another name for the wise men? The magi, right? Anybody know any other names for the, ma the wise men or the magi? I'm a, I'm a, let's put a pin in that. I'm not going to tell y'all yet. <laughs> so every story has a villain and a hero, doesn't it? Every story we read has a protagonist. Anybody remember that word, protagonist from school? An antagonist. What's the protagonist? Yeah, I got stuck on that too, y'all. I had to look it up. <laughs> I could not remember it. Protagonist is the good guy. Thank you. Who said that? Who said that? <laughs> Pastor Antonio remembered <laughs> Antagonist is like anti, the bad guy, right? So I sometimes wonder, why does the bad guy exist? Anyone know why the bad guy exists? Huh? Say it again, Hassan. 
because Satan exists. Hassan always goes straight to the point. He don't even play, y'all. <laughs> we all have a journey in life, don't we? Would anyone agree with me and you would say that human life is hard? Would you say life is complicated? Would you say that life is not always fun? How many of us have heard the young people complaining about they don't want to be adulting? Can you imagine any of, any of us say we don't want to be an adult? <laughs> Remember that? We was in a rush to be an adult. It's like the young people have put the brakes on. They're like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't want to pay no bills. They refuse to have kids. I don't want no more kids. I don't want to have kids. <laughs> because they've seen something that we all experience if we're an adults. Life is not fun most days, is it? Life can feel really down a lot of days, and sometimes it can feel really up. But most days, we're just like, eh, it's life, right? One thing that makes life seem so incredibly hard is that there seem to be some truly evil people in the world. Would you all agree with me with that? Do you feel like it's some evil ones? Now, don't be dishing on the people in your house now. <laughs> but let's think about this. Where at in the Bible is the story about when God created the evil being? When did he create the evil one? Was there an evil human being ever created in the Bible? No, we began out good, right? God created us, and it said we were what? Good. There wasn't one that said all these are good over here, and the evil ones are over on the right-hand side. That's where they at. He created every single human being and said that we are good. But think about this. How is it that some of us turn out okay and some of us don't? Some of us struggle. As I talk about and begin to describe our characters in our Christmas story, I want to remind all of us that we are all born into sin. Say that with me. Born, y'all got it. We are all born into sin. Every single one of us, right? When, when Marvin looked at my outline this morning, he wanted to make sure to, to remind us all, Marvin, correct me if I get this wrong, when we're born into sin, we are reborn into sin grace. So thank God we don't have to stay stuck in sin, right? But we are all sinners. And then we get this gift of choice. Tell your neighbor, you got a choice. Every single one of us get the choice that we can choose sin or we can choose holiness. That's amazing. So I want us to look at our two groups. We again got the Magi and King Herod. What did we say another name for the Magi was? The wise men. <laughs> then I, I put a pause on that third name, right? Because the wise men are also called kings. The three kings. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> I knew y'all was going to remember it. The wise men are actually thought to come from the, the East Persian area, the country of Persia, the back, the ancient country of Persia. And some even think that they are from a religion called the Zoasters. Am I saying that right, the Zo Zoasters? That's one of the earliest religions in human existence. So let's think about this. These men are wealthy. They are leaders. 
They studied the stars. They studied the astrology. They are very wise. And they have a lot of money. Say money. They have a lot of money. These men are surrounded by luxury, money, wealth, fame, and fortune. And they leave that to follow a star. How many of y'all would do that? Any one person in the back. <laughs> Two or one over there. Three of us all together. Y'all see, I didn't raise my hand either. If you today had the most money that you could even imagine, how much money would you feel comfortable with? A billion dollars, Jasmine. Anybody else? How much would you need to feel comfortable? Okay. Did y'all know we got a, a whole trillionaire line now? Nobody wanted to be the trillionaire? No, that's too much. Just your faith, all right? <laughs> so most of us, Daryl's the only one saying he don't need no money. The rest of us looking at him like, okay. <laughs> but that's honest. That's honest. That's a life lived. But um, many of us would have a hard time departing with our money. Could we all agree with that? Who, who thinks it's easy to give up their money? All right. All of y'all, I want y'all to empty your bank accounts and sign your money over to me. <laughs> you know, sign over your housing lease. But you really feel like it's easy to give away your money? Why do you feel that way? Wait, what are you saying, Anna? Right. So money has, Anna has said she was poor so long that she, but even then she continued to give to others and provide for their needs. And so she learned something in the value of not, be, you even sold bottles. Even so, bottles, you're talking about back in the day, like the Coca-Cola bottles? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so some of us have the gift of giving. Most of us will keep our money, though, amen? But these kings decided to leave their comfort, their luxury, their fame. They did not have to make one move, and they left to follow a star. So who is the other king in our story? King Herod, right? He was also a king. He was the king of Judea. One thing that I really fixed my eyes on this time in this story is that the magi who were kings went to go visit King Herod. Think about this. The shepherds, because y'all remember the shepherds, they was there the day Jesus was born. They didn't get an audience with King Herod, right? The innkeeper who told Jesus to go sleep in the manger, he didn't get an audience, right, with the king. The magi show up, and the first person they get to talk to is the king. How many of us can go talk to Joe Biden right now today? Anybody? Can, can you just walk in the White House and say, hey, I want to see you? Now, what do you think if... Um, King Charles from England came over to America. Do you think he could go up and talk to uh, President Biden? Right away. Wouldn't even blink about it, right? 
He could go right through the front door. They probably wouldn't even wand him or nothing, wouldn't even check him. He can go right in because leaders talk to leaders. Kings meet with kings, right? So here we are, these magi, these kings come in, and they immediately get an audience with King Herod. But let's take that story back just a little bit because there was something about these magi. They all knew about the prophecy of Jesus Christ. How did these people who were in a whole different religion know about the prophecies of Jesus? How did they know this? I want us to pull up um, Isaiah, if my helper's over there, my team media team over there. Let's read this again. I mean, not again, together. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the, the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters are carried on the hip. I think that's good. We're going to stop right there for right now. Thank you. So here it is. There are many prophecies that many people understood and knew about. And what's key in this prophecy is that it says the kings will come to you. The kings will come to you. And so these kings who were a part of a whole different religion, I want us to focus on that for one second. Every religion in the world knows about Jesus. If you go get most religious books, they will talk about Jesus in some sort of way. I was even watching one, one um, Muslim uh, leader. He was talking to his congregation about Jesus. And he was explaining to them that they do believe in Jesus. They very much believe in the story of the virgin birth. Matter of fact, if you open a Quran today, you will find the story of the virgin birth. Here is what he said is his problem with Christianity. He, he believes that Jesus never said the words, I am God and I am the divine. So since he didn't personally say the words, they feel like, well, we as Christians got it all wrong. Do you feel like you got it all wrong today? No, we don't. You see, because when Jesus speaks directly to his people, he does speak in parables and mysterious language. And you have to be a Christian. You have to have given your heart to Christ to truly hear him and understand his words, to truly understand the meaning of the Bible. God doesn't reveal everything to everybody, but to his people, he reveals it to us, doesn't he? And you see these, uh, these prophets, these uh, magi from a whole different country, they were able to discern, discern that something special was about Jesus. And they wanted to travel far and wide to come and find out about Jesus. They were so excited to get to him that they even packed up their bags and brought with them what? What did the Magi bring with them? 
gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Amen. So here it is. These, complete, these magi from a completely different religion had knew about Jesus. They had a choice. Tell your neighbor you have a choice. Everybody knows about Jesus. So these magi knew about Jesus. Guess who also knew about Jesus? King Herod. He had a choice just like the magi did. What were some of the choices that King Herod made? What were some of the choices King Herod made? One choice he made, he met with the magi. He stopped to talk with them. He listened to them talk about the prophecy. Then what did he do? He said, what, Susan? He decided Jesus was a threat. So he told the wise men, he tried to be slick. I want to go and worship them too. Tell me when you find him and where is he at? And then he sent them on, on their way, right? So the wise men begin, they take the next part of their journey, and they get ready to go from King Herod to find Jesus. Where was Jesus at? In a manger. What was the manger like? We all know this story. It was a cave. Was it animals? It was stinky. Did he have any comfort? Definitely, I always think it's no bathroom, nowhere to, you know, wash your face or hands. This is where he was born. I get so emotional sometimes thinking about how we get involved in the materialism of Christmas. Jesus came into the world, the king of kings. He was the God of the universe. He had absolutely nothing. Nothing. And we complain. We complain, right? But I'm just getting beside myself. Jesus was born in this manger, and he had absolutely nothing. So the Magi continued their journey on to Jesus. I want us to look at these gifts for one second. And I know we talk about it all the time. What was the frankincense? What is frankincense? It's like an incense, a, a perfume, a cologne. What did we just say about that manger? It smelled bad. Right? What's gold? Gold, right? Gold, monetary value, right? One of the most uh, treasured items of humanity, right? What's myrrh? It's, like, a, it's a, like berries. Thank you, Anna. It's also like an incense. But guess what? Something about myrrh is also a medicine. It's a medicine. It's like a pain reliever. And I'm thinking, wow, Mary was in that labor. Too bad they didn't get there on time to give her that pain relief. <laughs> but they brought something that had medicine, med medical value. Everything that they were bringing was worth something, right? So they're taking these major gifts. They leave King Herod. They go, and they're completely focused on Jesus. Let's look at Matthew chapter 2, verses 11 through 12, if you can bring that up for us. Let's read this together. On coming to the house, 
they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. What the Magi purposed in their heart was to get to Jesus and deliver these gifts. And when they got there, they were so overwhelmed. It says that they fell down and they worshipped the baby Jesus. They worshipped him. What was King Herod planning to do to Jesus? To kill him. So remember when we talked about the protagonist and the antagonist, the good guy and the bad guy? Who was the good guy in this story? Who was the bad guy? King Herod. They both had the same decision. What will we do about Jesus? One of them decided I'm going to kill him. One decided I'm going to worship him. You know, if we think about the leaders in our world, they all have the same decision. Every day we get up and see crazy nonsense about the leaders of the world, don't we? The world is turned upside down and backwards. Our leaders are focused on money, war, and everything but faith matters, right? What you say is ridiculous? It is absolutely ridiculous what our, what our leaders are doing in this world. And in this Christmas story, I want to remind us again that Jesus was born into poverty. Say poverty. You would think that the king, Herod, of his own nation would help this child. How many of us hope that the president and our leaders will help the children of America? We want our leaders to help our children, don't we? But do they? Most of the times not, right? They don't want to help. But the kings, the kings truly saw that as a child in need in the world that was struggling in our world, and they declared, we are going to help. Say, we're going to help. We're going to help. And so the kings come together, the magi come together, and they begin to provide food and clothing and substance for this child that they don't even know. Last week, we celebrated something very special. Glenville High School won a big game, right? They won the state championships. They are amazing. Did anybody get to go to the parade? Yes. Some of y'all went to the parade. Some of y'all was at the rally. It was amazing. They were celebrating these children that the week prior, they couldn't even give them a, a one eye. They wouldn't even look in their direction. And Camille came up in tears last week saying, even though we have this celebration, our kids still need a lot of help. They need a lot. They're struggling. It's a lot of violence. It's a lot of shootings. The kids in our schools are more prepared for a shooting than they are for a test. They know what to do if a gunman enters their building, but they don't know how to read a test. How is that possible, saints? We think our leaders are capable of helping us, but truly they are not. 
the Magi brought money so that Jesus and his parents could survive. How many of us want to help our children and our young families? How many of us believe that there is a plan to help them? You see, King Herod had a plan to kill. Who also, who also has a plan to kill? Hassan already said it. Satan has a plan to kill, steal, and destroy, doesn't he? The enemy. So here we are as we close up, you guys. There is a journey, and King Herod decided to take one path, and the Magi decided to take another path. And there was a risk for the Magi. There was a risk in them coming all the way from Persia to Judea so that they could celebrate the king. It was recited in the scripture. It said the, that they, it, was, it was revealed to them in a dream to go back home a different way. Every single person in the Bible story takes a risk. Tell your neighbor you take a risk. Joseph and Mary took the risk. They had to believe in the angel Gabriel. The Magi took a risk. They had to believe that this prophecy was going to come true. Tell your neighbor, you take a risk. It may not feel it, saints, but Christianity is under attack. I just read in a newspaper article this past week, a person went to a restaurant to eat. And they told that person, because you don't believe what I believe, you don't support the agenda of, of homosexuality, you don't support this agenda, you can't eat here. Y'all didn't think that was important? One day, as Christians, they're going to say, we don't like what you believe. You can't come in this store. You can't eat at this restaurant. You can't do the things we do because if you don't yield to what the world believes, you can't come here. We are so close, saints. Tell your neighbor, wake up. Wake up. This is the most important story in the world. King Herod took a path. He was so angry that he killed every single boy ages two and under. But the Magi took a different path. And so today as we conclude, saints, what will you do? What path will you take? Next week we're going to be learning about Simeon and Anna. We're going to be finding out about the path that they took. All of us have a path. All of us have decisions about Jesus Christ to make. Not one of us will be exempt from that, that decision. Whether we know Jesus or we don't know Jesus, we all have a choice to make. And so, saints, as, as we rise and I'm going to pray us out, we're going to join in the choir. We're going to be singing, I don't know why. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would help us to make the right choice. Help us to choose you even when it doesn't seem like it's the right direction to go in. Help us on our journey to choose you every single day. Open our hearts to you, Lord. We know right now that someone doesn't know you, that they haven't chosen you yet, Lord Jesus. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would descend into their hearts, descend, them, descend into their minds, and help them to, go, to know you for the very first time, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for those that do know you today. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that we will get to know you deeper. 
Help us to read your Bible more closely. Help us to explore it and learn it in new ways. Help us, Lord, to always share your story. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. As we rise to sing this song, I don't know why, if you want us to come and pray with you, our lay pastors and our elders will come and pray with you. And I, myself, and Pastor Antonio will come and pray with you as well. Let's pray. I don't know why Jesus loved me. I don't know why he cares. Sacrifices. 
glad? Are you glad today? Are you glad? Thanks. Uh, again, we, we try to keep the announcements really brief. The, uh, the sheets have been moved to the fellowship hall with the weekly announcements. Don't forget to sign up for your poinsettias. The sheets are out there for poinsettias, as well as the sheets for Marvin Hayes with the uh, nat Black Nativity trip. You have to sign up for group one or group two to be in a van. To, and I heard they got some fancy vans. One of them is a Mercedes Benz or something like that. So, so go ahead and get signed up. I'm not going to tell you which group got the Mercedes, though. I'm not going to tell you that, y'all. Happy birthday, Daryl. It's your birthday. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Do you want to share how young you are? <laughs> I get it if you don't want 50, 54, praise God. Praise God for 54 years of life. Praise God. Pastor Toby is celebrating a birthday this week as well. I can't remember how old Pastor Toby is turning. But uh, her birthday is on Friday the 16th, so make sure to give her a call and encourage her. Pastor Toby is overcoming illness, and she's feeling better. But you know how it is when you're really sick. It takes a toll on you. So she thank you for our prayers. Vince Williams is having a birthday. <laughs> Praise God. Happy birthday. Celebrating with you. Do you want to share how young you are? Ooh, this is your 60th birthday. Welcome to the 60th dog. <laughs> Praise God. This is like the season for men here. Uh, Pastor Toby is our one lady standing this week, and then we got Reginald Woods' birthday this week as well, Reggie. Happy birthday. Your birthday is on Saturday, Reginald. Would you like to share? I, I will not ask this age question anymore, you guys, but if you would like to share. 66. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is faithful. God is so faithful. You got enough? Praise God. Uh, Michael and Bessie Smith are celebrating a wedding anniversary this week of 31 years of marriage. Wow. <laughs> Can I just be like them? Amen. <laughs> 31 years of marriage. Go ahead, Susan. Have you all enjoyed singing the Christmas songs at the beginning, of, especially at the beginning of the service, but all through the service? Well, we are inviting, the praise team is having a Christmas concert next Sunday, 3.30, according to the bulletin. Yeah. So we invite you to come on out. Please invite your friends to come on out, join with us in singing some familiar ones and then some new ones and some old ones in a new way. So yeah. please come out and join us. Bring your friends this coming Sunday Amen. at 3.30. And this coming Sunday, we just want to make sure everyone knows this coming Sunday is the John Brewer Scholarship Sunday. So we will have the college students home again, praise God, the ones that are away. But the college students will be helping to lead us in worship, reading scriptures and everything like that next week. So look forward to seeing them and being presented their scholarships. Um, is there anything that is not in the bulletin that you would uh, like to share? Everybody good? All right, then let us share. Oh, thank you. I, I have it in my hand. I still didn't read it. Sharon Thomas needs to see everyone in Marvin Rogers and Andrea Billups' threaded class today after service in the fellowship hall. Please do not leave before you see Sharon Thomas. Okay. 
Jasmine. Oh, the practice? Do you want me to announce the event or the rehearsal? Oh, okay. It's in the bulletin note. <laughs> Don't forget about the uh, the uh, theatrical performance that's coming up for Christmas as well. That information, the Prince of Peace, the story of Joseph and Mary, is in the bulletin as well. Okay, so let us stand up and um, pray and say our benediction. Hallelujah. Gracious God, as we begin, prepare to depart from this place, but never from your sight, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord, that we can be like the Magi to go on our journey, to go on a journey of discovery for Jesus in our lives, to find that love, that joy, that peace, that patience, that kindness, that goodness, that gentleness, and that self-control that only Jesus offers, Lord. We want to be found faithful, so help us, Lord, each day of our lives. We give you the honor, glory, and the praise through your name. And it's the precious name of Jesus Christ that we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm mighty glad you came to church today.